Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hey, good afternoon. We are uh, at AT&T Stadium. This is Big 12 Media Days, Day 2. Tom Barfield, John Morse, glad to have you with us. Lark Smith alongside as uh, we roll through the next couple of hours, bringing you all the ins and outs of Big 12 Media Day, Day 2. And, John, uh, obviously uh, another fun day here uh, at AT AT&T Stadium. Yeah, as we talked about last hour, fun to have uh, the other five schools here today, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Iowa State, TCU, and Texas. Uh, You made the point yesterday, interesting, Oklahoma and Texas are Mm -hmm. here together on day two. Joey McGuire, the new head coach at Texas Tech. Sonny Dykes, the new head coach at TCU. So it's been a fun day so far. Indeed. And uh, we look forward to bringing you a lot of the the, uh, pageantry, if you will, of uh, this uh, Big 12 media days in day two. Earlier today, uh, we had a chance to catch up with Matt Signed, and I know he's a, a dear friend of yours. And Boy, what a what an interesting man, and what an interesting uh, situation he has with the the national foot the uh, the football F- foundation. Yeah, uh, they're based in uh, Las Colinas National Football Foundation. You say, well, what's that? Well, they do a lot of things really to promote the sport of football, and to uh, he would tell you protect the sport of football. Matt is a high school teammate of J.J. Joe. We'll hear him talk about that. And then they played against each other when Matt was at Rice and J.J. was at Baylor. But uh, Matt and the National Football Foundation do a lot of really, really good things. So it was great to have the opportunity to sit down and visit with him. Back with us from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington. Great to have uh, five more schools here today, but also the day began uh, with Greg Burks, uh, an official, the coordinator of officials for the Big 12 Conference, and then also uh, Matt Sign uh, from the National Football Foundation, giving his state, I'm going to say State of the Union. Okay. Matt Sign is with us now, the chief operating officer for the National Football Foundation, a really good friend. Really good friend with J.J. Joe. I wish J.J. was here yeah. for part of the interview. I know how highly you regard J.J. J.J. is great. He's a you know, teammate of mine in high school. Played against him and, uh, when I was at Rice and he was at Baylor. But he is just he's a superhuman being. And um, I, I wish he was here today. I would love I to have seen him and, and, and caught up with him. Same here. I mean, it's such a long drive for him. I mean, he lives I know. 15 minutes away. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> who got the better between you and J.J.? Who got the better of? Of, uh, of you guys when Baylor played Rice, uh, when we we were um, we were two and zero against JJ as a starter. Oh, so my time at Baylor uh, against Baylor, we were three and one against Baylor. So, wow, look at you! Um, you know, for some reason, you know, a lot of times you have something on on a team, and this and that was a team we felt confident about and and uh, had some good success. Yeah, how about that? Three and one. I'll, I'll bring that up to him. Next yeah, time I in see fact, they're they were number eight when we beat them in, in 91 so uh, i always like to bring that one believe up. me i remember that game <laughs> <laughs> it was hot i remember that game very well well you're doing uh, continue to do great work with the national football foundation mm-hmm. one of the things that that you guys with that group sponsors the william v campbell yeah, award right. which
which I always refer to as the academic Heisman. Yes. You you said flat out this morning it's the most prestigious award in college football. Well, it is cause, because, you know, it's, it's everything that, you know, everyone talks about and that – what college should be about um you know development of the development of the person but um but taking care of your work off the field as much as on and while you know all these options available to uh, young people today is fine and i'm not against that but at the end of the day you need an education and uh, for those who have, have taken that route and have chosen not only to take care of their business in the classroom, but to excel at it, th- they should be uh, championed and they should be celebrated at, at, at a different level. Because when, you, when you're at you know, an FBS school, and certainly if you're a Big 12 player, you know, you know, how you balance your time commitments is is not easy, uh, because, and it's, so it's much. Baylor commit time commitments going to be much different than what it is at Mary Harden Baylor. And that's nothing against Mary Harden Baylor, but it's just going to be different because you, there's more press, there's more pressure, uh, there's more expectations, and there's more on the line. So it, it it makes sense to say that it is the most important award, and it's something that everyone should really embrace. Because again, we need to be people need to take advantage of the opportunities that a college education provides you. And as I said earlier, only 0.04% are going to make it in the NFL. Wow. So that means you know 99% have to find something else to do. And my guess is that 99% probably aren't going to have a lot of NIL deals moving forward. <laughs> Nothing against that, but right. it's a fact. Right. Very good. That's what we preach. Mac Rhodes preaches at Baylor, preparing champions for life. Yes. You know, and yeah. that is whatever their sport is, you got to be prepared for whatever it is beyond that. Right. Um, Big 12 has been well represented with the Campbell Award. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Kohler, the tight end from Iowa State, won it last year. Yeah, he had a uh, very soft 3.9 in mechanical engineering. Good so, <laughs> but you know, he, he was he's a gr- he's a great kid, and and um, you know, Big 12 always does a great job of of nominating and. Um, making sure that because you can only nominate one player off your team and so um big 12 is a nice tradition of doing that i saw uh sam Ocho around here from espn he was a Campbell trophy winner um but we started we started picking a Campbell trophy winner in 1990 the scholar athlete awards go back to 1959 and over that time there's been 41 players all time that have been national scholar athletes and then and inducted into the college football Hall of Fame. Wow. One of those 41 is Don Troll. Yes, yes exactly. The great Don Troll. Yes. So uh, uh, he's in high cotton there for sure. Absolutely, and very deserving. How about uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, one other slide you put up was about the futureforfootball.com. Yeah. Tell us about that website and what's available there. So futureforfootball.com is um, that is uh, for us to promote the good in the game. We saw a need out there for uh, better storytelling, uh, better information from the experts, and we just we took it upon ourselves to do that, and so that was started back in 2014, and it's really advanced to now. And if you go to that website, it has great stories. We have probably a dozen experts who can answer questions, you know, from parents who are uh, about the game, questioning the game, you know, how to get involved with the sport. Because one of the things we always talk about is when you're talking about football, there's a place for everyone in the game. You don't have to wear a helmet. You don't have to wear a headset and be a coach to be involved in the sport. Um, you can be a manager. You can be a trainer. You can be a doctor.
doctor, you can be official, you can be involved in the media. There's some place for everyone, no matter where you're from, what your age is. And uh, I was, uh, the video that you showed that kind of wrapped up your presentation this yes. morning, very well done video. Yeah, thank I, you. I thought that was very well done. Thank you. But it really just showed the, the breadth and depth of football uh, and males and females. You had a lot of females in that video. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, a part of the growth of the sport is, and the, I think the, the interest has always been there, but now there's more avenues for females to get involved in the sport. Again, whether that's playing or whether that's being you know a coach you know you, right now you're seeing a lot of uh director of football operations um so um again the sport is for everybody and there's opportunities there so you have to you have to find them and and a lot of those opportunities you can find at, um, um, at our website. That's cool. Futureforfootball.com yep. is that website. Uh, you also gave us some football by the numbers. Yes. Uh, I took a picture of your slide up here. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty astounding numbers. 81,000-plus players right now at 774 colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. That's all levels. That's a huge number. That is a huge number. And, and uh, again, you can see, again, how many they, you know, the, the program that have started football during that time. You know, I think all you got to do is look at um, look at uh, Southwestern University yeah. there in Central Texas. And, um, y- you know, a lot of times it's a great way to get the, get the university to come together. And nothing is better than in the fall going back to your alma mater, getting involved. Um, and in a lot of areas, it, um, it raises male enrollment, which the male enrollment has been going down for a number of years. This is a way to get... Um, more males uh, going back to college, but again, when you add a, when you add football, you know you're adding. So you got the football team, you got support. I'm talking students here. You know, also now you're going to add you're going to add a band. I mean, there's a lot that so there's a, you have a lot of student bodies coming in. So you know, Southwestern's an example. Texas Wesleyan here in Fort Worth, but um, but again, you look at the eighty-one thousand number and. What you have to think about, there's over a million playing in high school. Hmm. So, so again, <clears throat> we have to all remember that the 81,000 have been presented with a wonderful opportunity in some form or fashion to not only continue playing the game, but taking advantage of the opportunity that being on a college campus gives you. And there's still growth. Uh, you say 81 institutions have added football since yeah. 2008. Yeah. Seven that will kick off this season. That's that's right. How about I mean, that? Yeah, it, 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 it that's is not a, cheap either, is it? No, no. But, it, it, but if there's a commitment there, it can be done. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it, it could be, again, it can raise the, the number of your enrollment, uh, which obviously, you know, you know, financially, it means a lot to a university. So, so the smaller universities that, you know, might struggle for um, enrollment um, or they're looking for a, a way to raise more money for the endowment, football is a great way to do it. And everyone is seeing that. It's, you know, obviously, as I like to call the football belt, which is, you know, kind of the, <laughs> the, the, the southern part of the United States. Right. Continuing with your uh, 81 uh, number theme, uh, well done with that, 81% graduation rate among FBS institutions. That's really impressive. That is impressive compared to 68% uh, at the normal you know, student level. So I, I think, again, you know, again, like I said earlier, nothing's perfect. No one, but everyone's working hard, and it's, it's worth the effort because you know we're, we are we are graduating young people, and we are giving them opportunities. And a lot, you know, 
a lot of the opportunities aren't going to be out front for everybody to see, um, but they're earned opportunities nonetheless. But the, everyone is, everyone's doing their part to make to make the business of collegiate sports better. Yeah. It's because it's evolving, uh, probably a lot faster than than anybody probably thought. But at the same time, college football is always a moving target. It always has been. Yeah. Uh, your uh, yearly event, the National Football Foundation get together i'm going to say it was in las vegas last year yep. las vegas again here yep. in december yep. boy that's that's some kind of three days isn't it with what y'all do there it, it really is and it really is a who's who because the other thing you're getting you're getting a lot of the decision makers there so obviously you know you have all the schools that have a hall of fame inductee um but you also all the schools go and so what ends up happening is you have over 150 athletics directors uh you have between fbs and fcs you have about 18 conference commissioners. Uh, you have the heads of all the networks. Uh, you have the bowl people there. Uh, you have over uh, over 75 returning members of the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, so, and we have NFL owners that go. So, if you have anything to do with college football, you're there for those three there three days. Um, and a, you know, a lot of meetings take place. Um, obviously, there's the uh, a lot of receptions, but there's a lot of meetings that do take place. Uh, whether it be by conference or uh, NCAA. So it's a great place to be. And um, um, I, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, we have to quietly set aside the room because, you know, someone's interviewing coaching candidates and <laughs> they need to stay yeah. to stay offline. And, right. you know, we do a good job of that. Very cool. And this is your uh, 75th year, yes. 75th uh, silver anniversary it is, uh, yep. season. That's big. It goes it, back to 1947. Yeah, it, it does. And, and um, you know, the, like the roots of our organization haven't changed. We believe in the sport and, and what it does for a young person. And um, so a lot of those same qualities, uh, preserving, uh, promoting, preparing, protecting, uh, have held true all those 75 years. And, and we're asked by the colleges and universities and now the high schools, so making a ball of amateur football, you know, we're asked to promote and protect the game. There's, I mean, you know, if you're a commissioner, there's a lot on your plate. If you're an AD, there's a lot on your plate. But at the end of the day, we need football. We need football to work, and that's kind of our job to be out there and promote. And we're going we're, we're to promote the good. You know, it's not our job to talk about the negative. I'll, we'll come back with, you have a negative? Well, how about thinking about these three positives? So that's that's the way we go about it. Love that. Love that. Yep. Final thought, uh, the National Football Foundation College Hall of Fame, yep. three Big 12 uh, electees this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Michael Crabtree, you know, obviously his signature play was the the win over uh, number one texas uh terry miller from oklahoma state who who was kind of that he was the first great running back before right you know, then you got the thurman thomas and barry sanders <laughs> right. and, and terry and miller that, was great though. he was great yeah. and david thomas he, he was a great player so yeah. and uh obviously roy williams um from oklahoma the from oklahoma, oklahoma. so yeah. you know three uh three really good players and and you know you get you know essentially you know three different decades you know two different eras of the sport obviously terry played a much different era but um you know it's nice getting the different um eras in there because 
that's what's the really hard thing about selecting a Hall of Famer is uh, you're trying to compare. You know, let's take the receiver position. You know, you're trying to compare a receiver from the early 70s to, you know, the ones of now or 10 years ago. And it, it's a tough comparison because yeah. the, the numbers, you know, the numbers, you know, that might be half a season for, you know, when Michael Crabtree was playing the tech. Yeah. Uh, so but it's a balancing act. We're, we're really proud of the classes because we try to balance it out by region, by school, by conference, by era, by position. I mean, there's a thought process that goes into it. On Twitter, at NFF Network. I'm sorry, yeah, at NFF Network. So check that out. Matt Sign, Chief Operating Officer of the National Football Foundation. Yes. Always great to see you, man. Great Always job. great seeing you. Keep up the good work. Always great seeing Come you. Come see us in Waco. I, I will do that. I, you are one of my one of my favorite voices That's very nice. of, of college football. And you do have done a great job. And everybody knows that. But you are a nice listen. That's very nice. Thank um, you. And I, I think that's a that's a special quality. So thank you. And thank you for coaching up, JJ. Uh, continue <laughs> work on that. I know that's, that is a work in progress. Uh, yeah, always, always. Great to see you, man. Great Thanks. seeing you. Thank right. you. That is Matt Sine and John again. Uh, just uh, just a fun conversation talking college football and and a uh, lot lot of fun with a guy that really loves the sport and really loves what he does with the National Football Foundation. Again, their website um, is uh, the one he promoted today, futureforfootball.com, and there's a lot of information there. So check that out.